On today's show, we'll look back at Giancarlo Stanton and Gleyber Torres' 2022 season. And Aaron Judge flew to San Francisco, and everyone's going nuts. And we're going to talk about it, so get ready, because an all-new Locked on Yankees is next. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Yankee fans, and welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified. And please keep commenting. I'm enjoying everyone's comments. You guys are really your tops. This is what British people say. I'm not British, but I said it anyway. So how's everyone doing? It's getting cold. Winter is coming. Not technically. We still have a month, but it's getting cold here in New York. Um, you know, where I am in New York, we didn't get, you know, seven feet of snow like they got in Buffalo. But <laughs> it's starting to get where I can feel. Where is it? There we go. That window is not... Um, what's it called insulated correctly so when there's a slight breeze I feel it and when it's really cold out I feel it a lot so yeah I'm not a fan of winter <laughs> although I'm not really a fan of warm weather places either because I don't like the summer if I could find a place where it's just 70 all the time like San Diego that'd be great so I keep doing too many thumbs up what is going on with me I'm like a like a dude like a like a a loser dude with you know, like greasy hair and a chain and stuff who gives the thumbs up too much. What is happening to me today? It's a weird Tuesday. So what are we doing? We're looking back at Giancarlo Stanton and Glaber Torres's 2022. Giancarlo Stanton is in Egypt. What What is it about Egypt being a destination for people? Because as I told you, I believe on yesterday's show, Luis Severino is in Egypt as well. And I, sure, cool. Yeah. I mean, hell, if I had the money to go to Places like Egypt, I would. Um, I think one of the first places I need to go when I get money is Greece, because my dearly departed father would probably like for me to visit the homeland at some point in my life. So, so Giancarlo Stanton, let's look at the numbers. So this season, not great. He was injured a bit, only played 110 games. His war was 0.7. He had 31 home runs, which helped. His batting average was only 211. And actually, let's look at his split because um, I was looking at the WPA because, you know, obviously I want to look at the best games that he had. And we all know what the best game was. <laughs> like, Well, we all know the game in which he contrib contributed the most in order to win the game. Think about it. It was toward the end of the season. It wasn't the biggest home run of the game, historically, but it was the biggest home run of the game when it happened. Yes. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah, so batting average, 211, on-base percentage, 297, slugging, 
462. That's his slash line. His OPS plus was 113. As I told you during Judge's show, Judge was at 211. 100 is average. So Stanton was at 113. His career OPS plus is 141. And his career batting average is 264. His career OBP is 354. And his career slugging is 537. So his numbers were way lower. So what went right for him? When he was playing, he was okay. (laughs) You know, he was still hitting the crap out of the ball. I mean, really. He hit, I think it was against the Blue Jays, he hit a ball that was an out that was 120 miles an hour, around 120 miles an hour. He hits the ball with authority. And he hit the ball with authority on September 20th against the Pittsburgh Pirates when he hit that walk-off Grand Slam in the bottom of the ninth inning. That's the high WPA game for Giancarlo Stanton. As we all remember, Aaron Judge led off the inning with his 60th home run. Anthony Rizzo hit a double. Torres hit a... uh, No, Torres walked. Donaldson hit a single to load the bases. They put Peraza in to pinch run for Donaldson. Not that it mattered because Giancarlo Stanton hit that line drive. (laughs) Home run. (laughs) And the Yankees won. The Yankees were down... 8-4 going into that inning. And I remember when Judge hit the home run thinking, cool, he got 60 out of the way. It's 8-5. Okay, that's fine. And then Rizzo right away, you know, it's like, no, 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 I'm going to hit a double. Let's go. I'm going to hit a double. And Glaber walks, the single by Donaldson. And then Giancarlo Stanton. Unbelievable. Now his second highest WPA game Well, the first one, let's say, 0.563. And as I explained, a change of plus one or minus one would indicate one win added or lost. So he added half a win with that home run. His second best game by WPA was on May 12th against the Chicago White Sox. It was a 15-7 game. He hit two home runs that game. So, yeah, that helped. And I'm seeing there was one loss in his top five WPA games. It was that 5-4 loss to the Red Sox on July 15th in 11 innings. That was an annoying game, if I remember correctly. He had a home run in that game. Actually, he had a home run in at least one home run in his top 12 WPA games, and he had two in that May 12th game. So in 452 plate appearances, he had 78 runs batted in. Obviously, he drove himself in the most. (laughs) 31 times. He drove in himself the most. (laughs) He drove in Aaron Judge 17 times, DJ LeMayhew 9 times, Anthony Rizzo 7 times, Josh Donaldson 2 times. He was driven in by Josh Donaldson 4 times, Isaiah Conner-Falefa 4 times, Matt Carpenter 4 times, and Oswaldo Cabrera three times pretty cool the Yankees were 69 and 41 when he appeared in games and they were 67 and 36 when he started his longest hitting streak was nine games his longest on base streak was 11 games 
Most games without a home run. He went 17 games without a home run. And the most games without... I really... Why can't I say this? Most games without an RBI, 11 games. So, yeah, it wasn't a great year for Giancarlo Stanton. The injury didn't help. And going by that record that the Yankees had when he was in games, and I said it during the season, you know, he's a big part of that offense. And having him in there is really big for the team. And when he's not in there, it's a problem. (laughs) It's a problem. So he needs to make sure that he doesn't injure himself again. Because when he doesn't injure himself, he's really helpful. And, uh, you know, it helps the offense a lot to have that big dude in the lineup hitting the snot out of the ball <laughs> and the Yankees might really need him but we're not going to talk about that until segment three in a moment we're going to talk about Glaber Torres and how he did this season and you know for him it wasn't it was kind of um like an up and down year but when he was on he was really good And I joked toward the end of the season that I think because his son got older and he was getting more sleep that he was actually able to play better. I don't know if that's true, but it could be. It could be a reason why he wasn't playing so well. (laughs) You know, babies are hard work. And, uh, you know, I know people always think about the woman taking care of the baby, but if the baby starts crying... I'm sure the husband hears the baby as well. So he also gets woken up when the baby has to be fed every two hours. So, yeah, I think this season might be a little better for Glaber. He might be getting more sleep. So in a moment, we are going to be discussing Mr. Torres. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. You can bet on the Giants and Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And I was wrong about the Knicks. They beat the Thunder last night. See, what the hell do I know? Don't listen to me. Go to BetOnline, see what the lines are, and figure out how you want to bet on things they're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts thank you for making locked on yankees your first listen for your next listen check out the locked on sports today podcast the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day available on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts So Glaber, Glaber Torres, Glaber David, right. I did know that was his middle name. David, (laughs) Glaber David Torres. Hmm. His nicknames are GT or D Caracas. I didn't know that. I guess they would call him GT because they called Giancarlo Stanton Big G or G, right? Yeah. So... His war, B-reference war, by the way, because I'm looking at baseball reference, 4.1. His slash line was 257, 310, 451. He had 24 home runs, 73 runs batted in. Nope, (laughs) sorry, 73 runs scored, 76 runs batted in. The team was 82 and 58 when he played, 77 and 54 when he started. His longest hitting streak was 10 
games. His longest on-base streak was 20 games. His longest streak without a home run, 18 games. His longest streak without a run batted in, 10 games. He was driven in the most by, surprisingly, not by him technically, of course, the most by him. Aaron Hicks, eight times. Josh Donaldson, eight times. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, six times. DJ LeMayhew, three times. He drove in Aaron Judge, 15 times. DJ LeMayhew, nine times. Anthony Rizzo, eight times. Tim LoCastro, four times. Huh. Yeah, so those 76 runs batted in came in 572 plate appearances. And let's see, the average Major League baseball player with 572 plate appearances had 62 runs batted in so he's above average there so pretty good so his highest game by wpa was may 2nd against toronto in toronto yankees won 3-2 and his wpa that game was 0.550 so again half a win for him he played the whole game he had a home run Three runs batted in, two hits overall. And I'm trying to remember what happened in this game because it feels like <laughs> May 2nd was so long ago that Chad Green got the save in this game. So, yeah, that feels like three seasons ago. And Jordan Montgomery started for the Yankees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see. Torres hit his home run off Ross Stripling in the top of the fourth, gave the Yankees a 2-0 lead. And if I recall correctly, yes, that's right. Top of the ninth, game is tied 2-2, and Glaber Torres drove in Tim LoCastro on a single against Garcia put the Yankees up 3-2, and then Chad Green came in and got a 1-2-3 inning in the bottom of the ninth to win that game. So, yeah, that was Gleyber Torres' best game by WPA. And his second best by WPA was against Boston. In Boston on September 14th, the Yankees won that game 5-3. He was 4-5 for five in that game with a double. Two runs batted in. And his top seven WPA games, the Yankees won. But he didn't have home runs in his number two, three, or four. But, as I said against Boston, he had two runs batted in. In his third best against Cleveland, he had one run batted in. And again against Boston, on September 13th, in a 7-6 win, he had three runs batted in. Yeah. Now let's just see for kicks what his worst WPA game was. August 9th against Seattle, the Yankees lost that game one nothing. Yeah, that was a bad game for everyone. <laughs> if I looked at everyone's everyone's uh worst game, that might be it because one nothing, he was 0 for 5 in that game, but only one strikeout. So you know, he was making contact, at least in the four other at-bats, in which he, you know, didn't do anything. And the Yankees lost that game. Yeah, that was the 13-inning game. Yeah, that was a bad one for, that was a bad game for everyone, not just Glaber. 
But yeah, Glaber was kind of up and down this season. And, um, you know, Glaber Torres is this, the type of player who when he's doing, obviously when he's doing well, he looks better at the plate. But when he's doing badly at the plate and he's just swinging away and, you know, he falls. Well, he falls over the plate a lot, but he tends to do it a lot more when he's not hitting. And um, it's just, uh, it's more of a mechanical thing with him. And once he gets it down and realizes like what's not working for him and he starts hitting the ball, it's just so much more fun watching that Glaber Torres. Um, and I know that he is, well, you know, it's the off season, so they're going to speculate on things, but there are a lot of pundits who believe that he might be a trade chip, you know, that people might want to take. And I... I really want the Yankees to take a chance with Glaber. He's still young. You know, we always joked about Glaber, Glaber Torres is 22 years old. Well, he's 25 now. <laughs> he's turning 26 in a few weeks. December 13th. So, yeah, he's not 22 anymore. But 26 is not old. He's still not really... That's still not your prime in baseball. I feel like 27. That's the year. Um, I know in rock and roll there's the curse of 27 you know a lot of people died at 27 um but i feel like baseball 27 is that year where things really start happening for certain players and i feel like the yankees shouldn't get rid of glaber torres i feel like that could be a bad thing let me know if you agree with me on that so in a moment we're going to talk about aaron judge going to san francisco and everyone freaking out <laughs> because it's the off season and that's all people can do in the off season is freak out. But first, so judges in San Francisco, he was meeting with the giants today and John Morosi from MLB network was reporting on everything. And I mean, judges also going out to, that part of the country because he's from there which is kind of what the Giants are <laughs> putting in their pitch we're the team that made you fall in love with baseball you grew up watching Barry Bonds you can be like Barry Bonds and you know your hometown fans can cheer for you forget New York and you know if he feels like maybe he wants to go back home you know he's married raise his kids out there be a giant possible obviously I don't want that to happen I would much rather Aaron Judge be a Yankee but it is possible Morosi said and this is from KNBR's Twitter my understanding is this meeting is still going on that was at 321 p.m. It's an all-day type of experience. I'm sure he's going to see the ballpark. I would expect the Giants will play heavily on that emotion that this is the team in which Judge fell in love with the game. So, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the offer is from the Giants. Yankees offered 337, I believe, was what the last number I saw was. And... I don't know. Oof, God. 
I'm so bad at predicting this stuff because I really don't know what he's thinking. No one knows what he's thinking. Does he go back to the hometown and be the hometown hero and spend the second half of his career, you know, near his hometown? He got married. Maybe he wants to start having a family and raise his kids there instead of in New York. And he has every right to do that. But I feel like a lot of New York fans were so burned by what Robinson Cano did. Burned by Cano leaving and then the Yankees spending all that money on Jacoby Ellsbury and Jacoby Ellsbury doing nothing. Although, as I said yesterday, he's on the Hall of Fame ballot. So good for you, Jacoby Ellsbury. So, you know, we can't predict what's going to happen. I'm just... Oof, this is going to be devastating if Judge, if Judge leaves. That's a, you know, I said it on the show when I spoke about his 2022 season. That's a big hole to fill. Not just because of his size, but because of his presence in the lineup, his presence in the outfield, his presence in the clubhouse. And yeah, the Yankees need to um, do whatever they can to keep him here. And hey, if they do and he still chooses the Giants... It's his right to do that. You know, I'm not going to be angry with him for making a decision that he thinks is going to be better for him and his family. You can't really be mad at that. Um, you can be disappointed. But you just can't be mad at him for that. Does that make sense? I understand wanting to be mad at these players for doing things like this but they have every right to do it he has every right to go wherever the heck he wants to go but Aaron for the love of God please stay in New York <laughs> please stay in New York now speaking of Cano I saw a tweet yesterday about a player named Ichiro Cano and I thought that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen not really I've seen more amazing things but I just thought that was really funny because I was not expecting that name at all. Not that combo of names. Let me see if I can find it. Yes. Sorry, I saw it last night. He's playing in the WBSC Under-18 Baseball World Cup. And he plays for Mexico. And his name is Ichiro Cano. He's from San Jose del Cabo, Mexico. That's amazing. And then someone someone responded to that tweet with a picture of Cano and Ichiro in their Mariners uniforms saying, what a name. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And did you know Ichiro Suzuki and Robinson Cano share a birthday? Obviously not the same date because Ichiro, I believe, is... He's a year older than me, right? So 1973. And Robinson Cano just turned 40. How old does that make you feel? If you're around my age, remember 22-year-old Robinson Cano coming up in 2005, in May of 2005? And it was a big deal when he came up. And yeah, that's crazy. That was the Tony Womack season. <laughs> Baby Robinson Cano. Yeah. Um, mm, that's amazing. Ichiro Cano. What a name. I kind of feel the same way when I see Jeter Downs, just because his first name is Jeter, and he plays for the Red Sox, and they chant, let's go Jeter, for him. 
that's got to be weird for them. That would be like the Yankees having a uh, a player whose first name was Ortiz, and they were chanting "Let's go Ortiz." <laughs> no, <laughs> that would not fly. So, Giancarlo Stanton's 2022 was disappointing because of his injury, and he didn't really come back from it well. Um, you know, I mean, obviously the Pirates game was great, but overall, not that great. And you know, he's getting older in baseball years and uh you know health is going to play a part in how he does but you know 31 home runs in 110 games is pretty amazing but you know Rizzo was the same issue injury prone toward the end and 32 home runs so if those two guys can get their stuff together injury wise and still keep hitting at least 30 home runs in the lineup that would be really great if the Yankees lose Aaron Judge and it would be really great if Gleyber Torres could add to his 24 home runs next season, maybe hit 27, maybe closer to 30. So then you'd have three guys in the lineup hitting 30 home runs. And if, again, if they don't have Aaron Judge in the lineup, you know, Judge isn't going to hit 60 home runs again. I don't think. (laughs) You could see him hit 40 if he goes on a big tear. Um, But if you can get Rizzo, Stanton, And if the Yankees don't trade Glaber away, if they can hit between 25 to 30 home runs, the three of them average somewhere in there, it's pretty good for the lineup. And if other guys just start hitting the ball, that would be good for the lineup as well. (laughs) So tomorrow we're going to look at a trio of pitchers and how they did in 2022. And no, I'm not going to tell you who it is because I want you to be surprised. I do not want to spoil it. And on Thursday, we will talk about what we're thankful for, and maybe we'll look at some games that happened in 2022, because the Yankees did have some exciting games in 2022. The season may not have ended the way we wanted it to. (laughs) It didn't end the way anyone in Yankee land wanted it to, but there were some fun games to watch during the regular season. So we'll talk about a few of them on Thursday for Thanksgiving. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button to like our videos, comment on YouTube, and click the bell so you know when our videos go live. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So, enjoy your Tuesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. 